It's Mother's Day. Can we give it up for the moms in the room today? Those watching online as well. Uh, Every Mother's Day, I make it a priority to have a sermon for the moms. Now, this sermon applies to everybody in the sense of there's great spiritual truth in this and we can all play a part, whether you yourself are a mom or you're married to a a mom or, of course, you, you have a mom or somehow could even be maybe connected to somebody who's motherly in a different role. There's all different ways that we play a part in this, but today it's all about moms as it should be. Amen. And uh, I want to take a minute and say for some, I realize that that can be hard. You know, uh, you may have a mom who's gone and passed away and you are saying, you know, it hurts. It's hard at this time of the year, but I actually want to let you know as much as, you know, it feels like a loss and that your mom is gone. I want to encourage you that your mom's actually with you today in way of legacy. You know, you're carrying on what your mom instilled and put in your life, and, um, and you can go forward with that knowing that mom is still making a difference in this world. She's doing it through you. I'm grateful that we have a generational promise in Scripture that when God does a work and does a thing in a generation, it can carry on for generations. Amen. And I'm grateful about that. But then also those of you that have maybe lost a one, had a pregnancy of loss, I want to encourage you today, too, that, you know, that God chose you and used you um, to, to, to help produce what we know as a great cloud of witness. We have heavenly intercessors with those little ones that God placed in heaven. Amen. And um, and so I know this is a tough day for those of you that way as well. But just know God uses everything and turns it for good. And just remind yourself, speak that over you and um, and believe that that little one is, is still making an impact. Amen. Amen. Before we jump into the sermon, i uh, got a couple moms to acknowledge in the room. Of course, my mom is here. She changed her seat. Oh, there she is. She's over here. Mom's back here. Give it up for my mom back there. Love you, mom. Honor you. Honor you. And uh, my mother-in-law, who's normally here, uh, I would honor her, but she chose to go horseback riding camping this weekend. And, um, you know, hey, we love her. She makes dumb choices, but we love her. And so we still love her. So she's gone uh, doing that today. And then, of course, uh, my wife right here. Everybody give it up for Jessica. My daughter is currently talking through my sermon to my wife right now. So, um, but Jess, we honor you. You take care of our kids in spirit, soul, and body. That's an amazing thing. Amen. Amen. So we, we love you. Hey, before we jump into the sermon, uh, I have a sermon entitled The Seven Godly Gifts you can give a mom, the seven godly gifts you can give a mom. So whether you're a child, whether maybe you're a teenager in the room or watching online, uh, even as a husband, these are gifts that you can give to the mom in your life. And of course, your own moms and even grandparents. And so you may be in the room and say, well, my kids are too little. They don't get to hear this sermon. Well, save this sermon for five or six, seven years and play it back to them because I promise you'll want to use it on them. So before we jump into it, let's pray and uh, we'll ask God to speak to us. God, we love you so much. So grateful for today. Lord, we thank you that we're not here by accident, but you have great purpose for this day and for this sermon. Lord, I thank you that this sermon is going to be a blessing to moms. Lord, I pray that it encourages them, inspires them, lift them up. In Jesus' name, amen. I'm going to try to get you out of here in a, in a quick amount of time because we have a photo booth, booth for you, a, a photo wall, actually. Uh, not a booth. You get to go up there and get a free picture and also a free gift. We got flowers. Uh, Immer Bloom, which is a great greenhouse here in town run by the Stayhowers, uh, have provided flowers for every mom today. So going to get you up there in time to take a good picture without disrupting your day. But before we do, uh, every time we have a Mother's Day sermon, I always go online. It's kind of one of my favorite things to do. I go find mom tweets, these funny tweets that moms have posted on Twitter and just get such a kick out of them. So I want to share some of them with you. First one says this, says parenting 
is a lot like talking to an automated phone attendant. You're hopeful at first, but then just end up repeating yourself and yelling. (laughs) So true. I like this idea. Uh, Here's an idea for a new Food Network bake-off show. You pair every contestant with a three-year-old who really wants to help. (laughs) It'd be the first Chopped episode where they're like, okay, after the first round, contestant, you're Chopped. And they're like, thank God. I didn't have three more rounds of that. No, I don't want to make Fruit Loop omelets. I'm out of here. This one's awful. The child says, hey, mom, is chicken the animal spelled the same as chicken the food? Mom, wide eyes emoji. My child is about to have her day ruined. (laughs) That's true. The dad, the dad says, what did you kids do today? The four-year-old, mom found this house and no one was home, so we went in. The dad, you just went in? The four-year-old, yeah, we just just went in and looked around at their stuff. The mom, a museum. I took them to a museum. (laughs) Uh, Parenting puts you in crazy situations. And... uh, It's important for us to be able to laugh at it and appreciate it. You know, uh, I learned this week that the highest amount of phone call volume happens on Mother's Day because you need to call your mom on Mother's Day. Amen. But it happens on Mother's Day. The largest phone calls, calls going back and forth around Mother's Day. It's not Christmas or Thanksgiving. It's Mother's Day because we got to show appreciation to our moms. I thought about how special and unique God made moms. Uh, I thought about it this way. You know, uh, dads. You know, there's certain things that get dads, dads get called upon, but there's certain things that God uniquely and specifically made moms for. For an example, in our house, my 10 year old sitting in our front row, uh, there's a lot of things they call dad for. They want to do something crazy. They're like, let's go find dad. Let's get dad. Hey, dad, can you help us do this? Uh, If they want to eat a snack that they're not allowed to eat, they don't go to mom for that. They say, hey, dad. Can we have a, and I'm like, yeah, just make sure you throw the wrappers away good. Like, don't, but how many you know, every time a child gets hurt, somebody gets a little boo-boo, somebody gets an accident, how many you know, the first thing they yell out is, mom, it's never dad, it's mom. Why? Because there is a care and there is a nurturing that only moms can provide. We know God loves moms because he created them with this special ability and this uniqueness. But we also see that Jesus himself had special care for moms. Jesus, his last earthly assignment, his last earthly affair that he takes care of here on earth, he's hanging on the cross and he looks down at John and he says, hey, make sure. It's right before he's about to send into heaven or die on the cross and, and, and go forth and go on our behalf. He, scripture says he looks down, he's like, John, take care of mom. Mom's really important to me. Mom's really special. Make sure that you take care of mom. How much more so should we be people who have a heart and to take care of and nurture and spoil moms today? Are you with me? They did a poll of 2,000 women, 2,000 moms, and they asked them, hey, of these 2,000, how many of you are grateful to be a mom? How do you feel about being a mom? All all of them said, hey, we're grateful to be a mom. We love this role. We're thankful for this assignment. We're so grateful to be in this position. But only 14% of those 2,000 responded saying uh, that 14% of them felt unappreciated. 14% 14 of them said, no, we don't don't feel, uh, uh, so 14%, only 14% felt appreciated. Only 14%, they said, we love this role, 
But man, we don't feel appreciated. There's just times where we feel like this, this, this isn't appreciated and people don't see what I give. And so today I want to kind of reverse that. I want to give us seven godly gifts, seven things that we can do as a people to say, hey, you know what, moms? We got you. We see you. Here's some gifts that we want to give you to show you how much we appreciate you. Amen. And again, I'll go quick with it. Here's what's great about these gifts. They cost no money. You can give these gifts all year. And to be honest with you, the moms would rather have these seven gifts than whatever you got them today. (laughs) I promise. So seven gifts right here that you can give. Teenagers, you need to be writing these down. Young people, you need to be writing this down. These are seven gifts that you can give. The first one is this. Number one, a, a godly gift you can give your mom is respect. Respect. I know there's some moms in here that would like some respect. Uh, you guys know that I'm a singer. I can sing really good when I want to. And so uh, we all know this Aretha Franklin song called R-E-S-P-E-C-T, that song. Uh, I could really go there this morning, but for sake of time, I want to make sure you get your photo and your flower. I'm not going to sing right now. But Levi- Leviticus 19 verse 3 says this, each of you must respect your mother and your father. And you must observe my Sabbaths. I am the Lord your God. Isn't it interesting of all the things God commands? He's commanding all these different things. Even when he talks about the Sabbath, he says the Sabbath is so important. Make sure you have a day where you're worshiping me. You're staying in alignment with me. Make sure you're not burning out. You're taking care of yourself. You have a day of rest. But equally important in that conversation is you live a lifestyle of honoring your mom. Okay, so you can say amen. It's all right. It's so important. God's saying, hey, look, Sabbath, all this stuff is really important. But you know what's really important in your lifestyle? Live a lifestyle of being people who show honor and show respect. One translation, we know one scripture says this, that it says, honor your mother and father. It says for that you can live long on the earth. What it means is like you'll live a prosperous, you'll live a fruitful, you'll live a good life if you learn how to be a people who can honor your mother and father. Now, I realize that there are circumstances and situations where relationships may be damaged, but I'm saying from our heart, we need to live in a place of honor to our moms. There's a Chinese proverbs. They put together all these wisdoms and all these truths that they try to live by. One of them is this. They say, respect for one's parents is the highest duty of civil life. To live a civil life, to have a civil life, to, to live in, in success to be a, is to be a person who knows how to respect their parents. Here's some examples And I'm sure no teenagers or no young people in this room ever do this kind of stuff. But here's some examples of what it's like to not respect your parents. Like when your parents call your name and they shout down and they say your name, they say, hey, and they call for you and you say, what? It's not a very respectful response. How many know what I'm talking about? Maybe another one, and this is a fun one, teenagers, parents say, hey, I need you to go do this. And you respond by saying, fine. Or the worst one of them all is you might respond by saying something disrespectful like this. They ask you to do something and you say, seriously? (laughs) Yes, seriously, I'm your parent. And God said, honor and respect. Are you with me today? Parents, I'm helping you more than you're giving me credit today. Come on, come on, come on. Jeez. I mean, if we took up a donation for me to preach this sermon, I would have done well. So come on. Point number two is this. Point number two, a godly gift that you can give your mom. Point number two is this, affection. Some of you that know me are like, did he just say affection? (laughs) Affection doesn't come first for me, just so you know. But a godly gift that you can give your mom is affection. I don't know if you know this, but most moms, to some degree, to some level, desire 
affection. They desire affection. If you're a son in the house, or maybe if you're a mom who has a son, and you got that little son, and you say, come over here, buddy. My son is eight years old, and Jess will say, come over here. I got to get a hug. And he goes like, ah. <laughs> but moms desire affection. As a matter of fact, I'm going to show you in just a second that affection to your parent is biblical. And before I do, I, I do want to say uh, that we're so blessed to have Cody. Cody, our new worship leader. How much appreciate Cody when he's brought to the church? He's a blessing musically, but then also Cody's been great because Cody has been teaching me affection. Uh, Cody and I together throughout the week in the office have really been practicing affection with each other. It happened a couple weeks ago. He said, you know what's weird about you, Pastor Josh? He's like, you never hug me. And I was like... We have a counseling center just down the hallway, past the thing. So he said, I said, okay, well, let's try that. And his wife is actually out of town this week. And uh, he was working at his desk. It was an early morning. He was the first one. And he's working at his desk. And so I came up behind him. He didn't know I was coming. And I gave him a hug around his chair that I bet the first thought in his mind was, is my wife back? <laughs> So this guy has been teaching affection. I didn't realize affection is biblical. I'm going to show you it here in a minute. Some of you are nervous. You're like, he's saying that. He's got that shirt on. <laughs> Let's put it back on the track here. First Kings chapter 19. This is crazy, okay? I'm always studying leadership and how people react to situations. And you can learn a lot in scripture about how people will respond and how they'll move out after a call or after God's asked them to do something. And so the great prophet Elijah, the scripture says, is about to call and place a mantle on Elisha, his understudy. Now his understudy becomes the one who does a double portion. And so your Bible headline would say in First Kings 19, it would say, Elisha receives his calling or his mantle. And so when you take a look at 1 Kings 19, verse 19, the scripture says that he gets called. He says, yeah, you're going to carry my mantle. You're going to do this. And, and then Elisha says, of course, that's amazing. That's fulfilling. This is unbelievable. He doesn't respond and say, well, I need to change my, give me a second. I need to change my Facebook profile. Uh, change I got to tell everybody. I got to update my status. That's not how he responds. He doesn't go get the press so that he can spread the news. His response to this, to the prophet, he says, okay, that's amazing. And I'm going to follow you. And I appreciate the new mantle. He says, but before I do that, before we do that, he said, I got to run back to my parents. And he says, I have to give my mom a kiss. I got to show mom some affection. And you know what the prophet says back? Oh, come on. Are you seriously of those matters? No, you need to get the Bible and you didn't. No, no. He says, go, go do that. Go show your mom some affection. Can I get an amen today? Go, go show your mom some love. Why? Because moms are deserving of that. So go, go ahead and go do that is what the prophet replies. Uh, C.S. Lewis says it this way, or maybe Cody said this. I'm not sure, but it says this. It says affection is responsible for nine-tenths of whatever solid and durable happiness there is in our lives. Affection is connected to happiness, and so we can show that to our moms. Point number three, the third gift that you can give your mom, and this is a huge one, a third point that you can give your mom, and I'll have to explain it, is the gift that you can give her is learning from her, is to be a person who learns from their mom. Uh, at an older age, they did a study and they found that when somebody gets to the end of their life and they look back on their life with their children, both men and women have this number one desire. And that's to see, did my kids learn from me? 
Have they learned anything from me? Essentially what they're asking is they're asking, have I, have I done a good job instilling in them? Have I taught them the things that they need to know? And so if we're children and that's a longing of their heart, then how much as we grow and we follow and we listen to them, how much more so should we be a people who say, hey, I'm learning. I'm here. I'm catching what you're teaching me. That's why Proverbs 1.8 says this. Listen, my son, to your father's instruction and do not forsake your mother's teaching. One translation, you could say it this way. And do not ignore your mother's teaching. I'll say it again, mom. Do not ignore your mother's teaching. Can I get an amen today, moms? It's in the Bible. It's also a heart cry of the mom to make sure that you're catching and you're walking in the teaching uh, that your mom can pass down and can instill to you. I think you need to get off TikTok and Instagram. I think you need to shut some of that stuff down and go into the kitchen and say, hey, mom, I'd really like to learn this recipe. Hey, mom, how do you do this this way? Hey, mom, uh, how do you crochet that? Hey, mom, how do you how do you jar those pickles? How do you do these different kind of things? You say, well, that's dumb. We got YouTube. I can find out whenever we want, except for when your mom's gone and you'd really like to find out it's going to be too late. Let's be a people who can say, hey, mom, it's a desire of your heart to see that I've learned what you've taught me and I'm going to carry it on. Let's make sure we do that. Can I get him in? One of the things that's hard about this job is to do it well, you got to put your whole heart out there. There's no like holding back. You got to say it when God's speaking it. You got to be 100% honest. It would be safer and easier to just read the things and, and, and go forward and be guarded and, and not let yourself be emotional. That would be, but it would also be a disservice to the way that God's called me to be a vessel. Are you with me? Scripture also tells us to give honor where honor's due. The Sheehan family is here today. For those of you that don't know them, Cable, our dear friend, passed away from cancer uh, just several weeks ago. Today would be a day where they would have a good reason to not be at church, let alone the front row. We got Ryan, Kyla, Coda hanging out up here, and I didn't ask them to sit up here and be some kind of display. They're not even in my notes. I just saw them being here. But we live in a world where it's easy to be a victim. You can be a victim about anything. Oh, I'm going to be a victim. I'm going to, I'm going to get away with doing nothing because I got a good excuse. Or you could stand up and say, you know what I've learned from my mom? That the house of God is important and he deserves our worship. And despite the fact that this hurts on Mother's Day, the first Mother's Day of her passing, I'm going to show up and I'm going to honor her the things that she's taught me and I'm going to be here today. Can we show them some honor this morning? Proud of you guys. Kyla, Kyla, Kyla just days after her mom passed away, um, her mom was a worshiper, a singer, and um, Kyla's on our youth worship band. And just days after her mom passed, Kyla still came up here and said, you know what my mom taught me? I don't worship God. You know what I'm going to do? She's going to do this point. While her mom was sick, they got to rehearse those songs together and sing these songs and learn these parts. And so she got to come up and, and do that. And we honor you on a hard day like today, you guys, kids, on a hard day like today. We honor, we show respect. You're living this part out right here. You're, you're doing what mama taught you. We're proud of you. Amen? Amen? Cable and I share a birthday. We both share March 16. And so every birthday, 
she usually beat me. She was better at it than me. But for the last however many years, she'd say, happy birthday, birthday, buddy. And I'd say back at you. And so I'm being honest. I'm not looking forward to my birthday. That, and, and, and so for them to be here on this day, for them to be here on this day is just a high regard of, of, of an example of walking out what, what God has taught, no matter the circumstance. Amen? Amen. So way to go, you guys. What a, what a godly honoring. Point number four. Let's jump back on track here. Point number four, a godly gift that you can give your mom is to make wise choices. You want to bless your mom? Make some wise choices. Make wise choices. Proverbs chapter 10, verse 1 says this. A wise son brings joy to his father, but a foolish son brings grief to his mother. You know, in other cultures, they say uh, that when a child makes bad choices and makes mistakes, they say that's a reflection or that reflects back on the family. They believe that in other cultures when a young person. I hear all the time among teenagers like, what does it matter what I do? I live my own life. I do what I want. Well, actually, your decisions reflect upon your family and your parents. You want to be a godly gift to your parents? Be somebody who makes wise choices. Well, what does that look like? It looks like this. It looks like maybe you go out for the night. All right, hey, guys, I'm leaving. You tell your parents, hey, mom, I'm taking off. Don't forget to show her some affection before you leave. Mom, here's your hug. I'm taking off. And you go out, and then all of a sudden, an hour later, you're back home. Your parents are like, what in the world are you doing back home? I thought you were going out with your friends. Yeah, I was going to go out, but then my friends got this idea, and they were going to go do this foolish thing. And I decided I'm not going to do that foolish thing, so I just came home for the night. Now, be careful doing that, because literally, you might just kill your parent. Just... (laughs) But what a great godly gift for your parents to see you say, you know what I made? I made a really wise choice. I'm going to give you this gift of making a really wise choice. Or maybe you come home and your parents say, how was school? I was pretty good, except for this one part where I kind of had to put myself in the middle of bullying. I saw some bullying going on and some students were making fun of people who didn't deserve it. And so I just stepped in there and shut it down and took a stand. How many know that's a really wise choice? That's a great gift that you can give your mom is this gift of making a wise choice. Amen. Point number five, a gift that you can give your mom is you can give your mom gratitude. I said gratitude, not attitude. Gratitude. (laughs) You can give gratitude. The book of Proverbs is the book of wisdom. So it gives you examples of wisdom and then it gives you examples of unwise. Well, here's an example of unwise. Proverbs chapter 30, verse 11. There are those who curse their fathers and do not bless their mothers saying this, they don't bless, they don't say thank you, they don't show gratitude to all that their moms do. Husbands, we got to show gratitude to all the things that the moms in our lives do. They did a poll of when people win an award, the top three people they thank. They thank God, they thank coworkers, people who were a part of them winning that award, and then they thank their moms. I just want to thank my mom. Why? we got to be a people who are grateful and show gratitude to our moms. Husbands, you know, like when your wife leaves, when mom leaves the house and you get the kids and she goes, hey, I need you to do like these three things tonight while I'm away for two hours. I need you to make sure you get these three things done. And you're like, three things. Oh, my gosh. You left me three things to do. with. Can I tell you something about a mom? A mom has about 500 things to do by 9 (laughs) a.m. By 9 a.m. Yeah. And guess what? The next day, they have those 500 things to do again. And then the next day, again and again. How many know they appreciate, they deserve some gratitude? They deserve us showing up and saying, hey, you know what? Thank you. 
Let's do a couple more mom tweets and then I'll get to my last points. In class, in class, they were discussing the weather and the teacher asked my kindergartner what his favorite season was. And he said, garlic salt. (laughs) That's a good kid. That's a good choice. That's a good answer. I used the old, with my daughter, I used the old, I gave birth to you. And she said, mom, that was one time. (laughs) I had to run this one past the staff because I think it's funny, but maybe it's mean, but I think it's great. When people hold the baby and the baby cries and the parent says, oh, he's just tired. They're lying. The baby really does hate you. That's what's happening there. (laughs) I'll close with this. Point number six, a gift that you can give your parents and give to your mom is godly character. Growing up and striving to be a person of godly character is a great gift that you can give your mom. Proverbs 23, starting in 22, says this. Listen to your father who gave you life and do not despise your mother when she is old. It says, buy the truth and do not sell it. Talking about that wisdom we were talking about earlier. It says wisdom, instruction, and insight, listening to mom's teachings, listening to the things, all of that. You buy it, you hold it. Verse 24 The father of a righteous child has great joy. A man whose father, a man whose father has a wise son, rejoices in him. May your father and mother rejoice. This is the part I want to see. Say, May she who gave birth be joyful. You want to make your mom joy-filled? You want to make your mom happy? Do like what this scripture says. Walk in wisdom. Walk in righteousness. Walk in the godliness that God has called you to. Maybe you're in your house and you want to bless your mom with this godly character. Let her see you, young person, reading your Bible. She just walks by and goes like, are they, are they in their word? And that blesses me. Maybe they walk by and... Instead of hearing Taylor Swift 24-7, maybe they walk by and hear, is that a worship playlist? Are you in there worshiping right now? Right. They say, oh my gosh, these kids are amazing. We should give them all our money. <laughs> Just kidding. Maybe say something crazy like this, like, bye mom, going to be gone. Got stuff to do, going to be with so-and-so. But don't worry, prayed for you this morning. I'll be praying for you while I'm gone. Maybe let your mom know that you're praying for her. A godly character. What a great example. Are you with me? Uh, We went to the zoo this week. They have like the lanterns, which is really cool. You should check that out with your family. They got these light up lanterns. We went to the zoo and one of the things they had there was like this triangle mirror tent. So there's all these mirrors in it and they did all these crazy lights and like LED walls. It's kind of this little dance tent thing that you go in. And uh, Charlie, my son, he's like me. He gets in a lot of trouble with his mouth. He's like very sharp with his words. And he says things that I'm also thinking. I'm just mature enough to not say it. (laughs) So we're working on his sharpness. And sometimes that comes out on his littlest sister. And she's four. And so sometimes he'll just be like rough with her. And his buddies were with us at the zoo. And of course, any boy around their buddies, you know, can be a little tough. And so anyway, they were in this 
this little dance thing was there and we, we had moved over and got some pizza and some snacks and so we're eating pizza and breadsticks and stuff and his buddies are all with us and Callie my little one the four-year-old she loves to sing and dance and all that so she couldn't get enough of that little tent thing and so she came back over to the table and we all just sat down with this food and she comes over and she's like will anyone come in the dance tent with me and some are like, oh, I just got my pizza, and oh, I'm taking a drink. And so, is there anyone that will go in the dancing? Now, trust me, Tarlet, Charlie is not like a dancer or singer, especially in groups of people. It's not like that was his thing. So, is there anyone that will go in the thing? And I'm sitting here thinking, like, oh, I'm going to have to go in there and dance. <laughs> I got that restraining order against me about public dancing from that one thing I did. And, and all of a sudden, Charlie goes... I'll go with you, Callie. I'll take you there. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and I was like, and, and he's done a lot of cool stuff in, in dad life. Last year was his first year of rocket football. He scored his first touchdown. He's done like, it's so good in school. He's doing all these things. But you know what made me super proud as a dad? Not a touchdown. Not taking him to Michigan, Ohio State, having that first experience where we got to see him beat the Buckeyes. Like, all that stuff's cool. But to see your kids grow in godly character, to demonstrate kindness, the fruit of the Spirit, and say, like, oh, hey, this is a gift that I'm going to give to my parents. Like, all that other stuff is cool. But to see, to see godliness grow in your kids. So I'm just here to encourage you, give that gift to your mom of growing in godly character. I hope that my kids have cool cars and live in nice homes and, and grow great 401 bank accounts. I hope they do all the things that, that you should. It's not the most important thing. I hope they do those things. But at the end of the day, I hope they get godly character right. I hope that they know how to love God with all their heart, with all their soul, with all their strength. That's a great gift that they can give. Amen. And then lastly, <coughs> this is a big one. This is what we have to give our moms. The gift, the seventh gift that you can give is you can give your mom a break. <laughs> Just give them a break. You know, your whole life when you grew up and your mom was saying, give me a break. That wasn't a catchphrase. That was a soul craving. <laughs> Just give me a break already. Guys, dads. Support your moms, support your wives, support them. Let them go do the nail appointment while well, they can do their own nails at home. No, but they deserve a break. So let them go to the nail salon. Well, uh, let them go to the get a massage. Well, go get a massage. I can give them a massage. Well, no, they want to get away from you. So let them go <laughs> get a massage. Let them go get a massage. Why? Because they deserve a break. You say, why are you at Target for two and a half hours walking around and you don't even buy anything? Because they need a break. <laughs> Let them go take their breaks. Are you with me? So that's why today we're not going to ask moms for anything. We're not going to ask them for anything. We're going to let them a break. We're also not going to let moms do anything today. Can I get an amen? Can I get an amen online? Let's let moms have a break. Amen? Bow your heads and close your eyes. Let me pray for you. I believe the same Jesus who hung on that cross with concern for his own mom is the same God who right now in this room has concern for every mom in this room and watching online. I don't know what your need is today. I don't know if you're just tired, you're burned out. Maybe you're just weary from life. Maybe you're weary from parenting. 
Maybe you're weary from circumstances. Maybe it's emotional. Maybe you have a physical issue right now that's just hindering you. I believe that same Jesus is here to help. He, he wanted to see his mom taken care of. He wants to see you taken care of. And so I'm going to pray for you. And I believe that God is going to minister to you right where you are. I believe that he can help you and set you free and make you on solid rock. We know that's what our God does. So don't just let this be a closing prayer to a service. Let it be an answer. Let it be a solution to a need on Mother's Day. God, we love you so much. We're so grateful for every person in this room and those watching online. God, I pray that you just minister to them right now where they are. God, you know what they need. And God, I pray in this moment, in this holy moment, that that begins to happen. Lord, I thank you that if emotionally they're just struggling, God, I pray that you lift them up. Renew their minds, Lord. Give them strength. Give them eyes to see all that you're doing. That you never leave them or forsake them. That you're always with us. God, I pray if there's physical things holding them back, Lord. If there's sicknesses, illnesses, God, I pray that you just meet them where they are. Lord, we thank you that your word says that it's by your stripes we can be healed. So God, here today on Mother's Day, Lord, we ask that you just begin to heal. Bless them on this day. I thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen.